this week on More Than Just a Trophy Wife. You need to find your northern star and then follow that. Small practices, meditation, breathwork, movement, connecting to nature, gratitude, journaling. These are all practices that help you connect more to yourself. And you just need to find the right thing for yourself. And I think that's already going to move you a bit closer to your body and allow you not to see it as an enemy, but to see it as a true gift. Hey, it's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. Listen, people, I'm not going to lie to you because me and Valentina have been sat here for the last (laughs) hour actually recording this podcast, but there is Wi-Fi issues, there is tech issues, but you know what? Nothing defeats us. So I want to welcome you once again to the most beautiful soul inside and out. (laughs) Valentina, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited and no problem. You know, these technological issues, we have them all the time, especially because we work with technology. So, you know, our likelihood of having things not working is, you know, gets quite high. So anyway, I'm super happy to be here. My name is Valentina Marzola. I'm a transformative life and performance coach, a mindset mentor and a model. And yes, I'm truly passionate um, about helping women who are insecure, who are stuck, they're overwhelmed and they're essentially tired of playing small to live courageously and powerfully. So this is um, my passion. (laughs) It's what I do. And I help these women by supporting them on working on their mindset, um, their body image, on their um, connection to their authentic self. And um, we work on finding that true and deep confidence that comes from within and that really shines through uh, all areas of their life. And that will, you know, essentially allow them then to pursue their dreams and to live a purposeful life where they are in control, where they have that power and that that control over the life they want to live, essentially. So yeah, this is what I do. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. And what I've seen in women from all different backgrounds is when they are so powerful, at one point they did feel powerless. And you shared a social media post that stated, and I put it in inverted commas, I created my own reality. I took control over my life and went from being sick, scared, and broken to abundant, powerful, and confident. Mm, Love those words. I would love it if you could share the behind the scenes of what really that means to you. Yes. So, um... I went from a 15-year-old who uh, was passionate about life. I had this, I was a big overachiever and I was, you know, great at school, loved being very, I was outdoorsy. I was um, playing lots of sports and I just was in love with life and had all these doors open for me, excited about what the future had to hold. And then a few years later at 19, I was diagnosed with a panic disorder and um, chronic anxiety. So I've literally really, really, really understood what it means um, to struggle with um, issues that are in your mind. This is when I essentially, this is when I really realized how important it is to work on our minds and the power of our brains. And that's when then I moved forward to study and got my degree in psychology. So really touching rock bottom with my anxiety disorder is what pushed me Um, than to study and to help other women who uh, might be facing 
issues of this sort, but mostly um, I think it is all the things that happened before that. I think if I would have had help from someone before I got into a full-blown disorder, um, I'd probably maybe not even entered into such a big cycle and loop of fear. So now I want to help women who have these kind of, um, you know, these maybe symptoms here or there of being stuck, being overwhelmed, things I felt before I, I got into this disorder. And I want to help them to find clarity and, and really live a life that, that's purposeful. And yeah, this is essentially how, how, you know, I decided to take my life into my own hands because I have been in such a space and um, I know what it means to deal with that. Thanks. And I think that as women, sometimes because we feel like we have to do everything ourselves and yeah. we have to take care of everything, then sometimes we really forget to take a, take a look at ourselves and obviously care for ourselves as well. And I've seen that those who are suffering are not actually conscious to why they are suffering. And of yeah. course, everything stems from something, even if it is really trapped in our subconscious and we have to take a microscope and really look into it and see, you know, what is really triggering the anxiety? What is triggering the fear? Yeah. And for me, I suffered with anxiety. And I still today suffer with anxiety. I just have a new relationship with anxiety. Um, I know where it came from. I also know how to speak with it. And I literally look at my anxiety as a person and I have a relationship with it. So what was your experience of no longer allowing the anxiety to overcome you? So, um, when I got diagnosed with my anxiety disorder, it started with probably just a, a panic attack. And then it, I entered into a cycle of fear. So I entered into the cycle of fear where I was fearing fear and I was dreading this feeling of dying because essentially the panic attacks were making me feel like I was about to die. And I was convinced about that. So my wow. fear in that case was literally, I'm about to die and this more times a day to the point where my body physically also couldn't keep up with it anymore. And obviously I started losing weight and I, I, I couldn't eat properly and all of these kind of things. And, you know, stress is a terrible thing to have uh, roaming around your body. So it was just making, you know, it was damaging my body essentially. Um, so it's, it's literally started by having one panic attack and then having more than one and then not being able to leave my house. So, um, my, my kind of issue was first dealing with those panic attacks. In my case, I had to really deal with the panic attack itself before anxiety, because it started with anxiety. Everyone has anxiety. We all feel it because anxiety is when you, um, you know, your, your mind is towards the future. That's, that's when you yeah, start thinking and overthinking. Yeah, it's such a good thing to notice that because everyone yeah. has it. It's like, it's another, um, feeling that is, normal for us to go through. I'm sorry to cut you off there. I just really wanted to shout that out. No worries at all. I think it's super important. I think people need to know it's normal to have anxiety and it's different uh, to have anxiety and have an anxiety disorder and mm -hmm. to have a panic disorder. So in my case, I had to first deal with my panic disorder, my anxiety disorder. Anxiety was there and it was probably there for a long time for it to enter into a full-blown disorder. Um, that's why it's so important to take care of yourself. But for me, Definitely the first thing I had to do was I had to admit 
that I have a problem. And for overachievers, um, and I think a lot of people resonate with this out there, we kind of, we're kind of like, no, I'm fine. It's all right. Um, I'll be better. I'll be better. I'll be better until you touch rock bottom. You need to look for the help. So I'm here to say, seriously, look for the help beforehand. If you've had just a few panic attacks as well, just try to, you know, speak to someone about it and, and, and have a look at why they're happening and try to explore that a little bit, because by just putting them to the side, you're just not there. It's your body speaking to you. There's something your body's trying to tell you, and you're just not, you're completely neglecting that part of, of, of yourself that's trying to cry. And I think a panic attack is a cry for help. It's your body telling you, look, I can't do this anymore. Like, please start listening to me, do something about this. And it gets worse and worse and worse. So in my case, admitting, right? So I had to, I was studying back then biology, not yet psychology. And I had to um, stop my, I mean, I had to just uh, quit university and move back to Italy. I uh, was taking medication. So with years after that, I had to get off of the medication, which is quite difficult as well. Um, and I had to go through a whole, um, you know, psychotherapeutical process, um, with a therapist and that for years while my friends were out in university entering their second year. And I was this overachiever inside of me was like, it was, she was being killed. She was like, Oh my God, like, how am I ever going to, like, I'm going to start super late. And, you know, always just clinging to all these societal norms of like age, blah, 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 and what you should be doing at a certain age. And like, I was like stressing myself even more until I surrendered and I accepted I have a problem and I have to put myself first. Like who cares right now about the university, about your degrees, about your grades, about everything. Like first things first, you need to work on yourself. So I, um, you know, went to therapy and this number one thing I did is accept I had a problem. That's when 50% of your issue is solved because if you keep your things to yourself, you're not looking for help. You're not moving towards anything. You're not creating any action towards change. And then your situation is always going to be the same. You need to create a change. You need to create action. You need to have momentum into something. And by staying at home and closing myself into my room and not leaving my house because I was scared of anything, because even the too cold weather, too hot weather would give me a panic attack. I just was staying stagnant and in paralysis and it was getting things, making things worse. So definitely acceptance. Number one, acceptance. I have a problem and it's okay to look for help. And then Mm -hmm. I went through a whole process of digging deep inside of myself and really like um, coming to terms with what I was going through and confronting my fear. Because what you do when you have a panic attack is you tend to run away because you're in a fight or flight kind of situation where it's as if you have a danger which is placed in front of you and you have to, and your body's prepared to run away. Um, just that this danger is not there. It's all in your mind. And so the symptoms are those. So psychoeducation was so important for me because I started to understand, okay, well, that's why I cannot feel my legs anymore. That's why I cannot swallow and my mouth is dry. That's why I'm not hungry. You know, these were all things I had no idea about. I just thought I was about to die of a heart attack. And I ended up in hospital many times because I thought I was going to die. And um, I was quite shocked when in the ER, a psychiatrist came out and not a cardiologist because I thought I was literally having a heart attack. And that's when you start noticing that some changes is when you have this psychoeducation, when you know what your body's going through and when you are confronted with that. Um, and you actually are conscious in that fear. So I started to really be 
consciously confronting my fear when I was having a panic attack. And so a lot of meditation, mindfulness practices and day in and day out of hard work until I was able to live a normal life again. Wow. I can't even imagine how it must have felt for you to be in the hospital, having a panic attack and literally feeling like you were going to die. I mean, I've definitely felt like my heart was going to pop out my chest at times, but I've never felt it or been in such an extreme situation as that. And I just honor you. And I just want to say that I'm really proud of you and you are incredible for noticing it, actually dealing with it. And of course, now actually sharing your experience to help other women as well. And one thing that you said was as high achieving women, and as you were going through university, you felt that you were basically losing yourself because all of the things around you of, I can imagine how, you know, we seek our self-approval and self-permission and self-esteem were no longer able to give us that. And we are instead focused and we have to deal with our self. And I think that instead of people that are suffering with anxiety or as you share the anxiety disorder, I want you all to know that if you're listening to this, that you're only just finding yourself. You're not losing anything because everything within you, everything that you genuinely desire and genuinely need, you need to look within yourself. And from that place, that is when you can really start living out your true self as well. So I hear Valentina that you really did go through this breakdown stage, but it really ended in such a breakthrough. So thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you for sharing that with me. Um, I really do. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. So you also share nowadays that you think that we are constantly pushed to show our strongest and our happiest side. You know, days that we don't feel good, waking up, putting a smile on our face, getting on with it. And in some terms, I believe that that sometimes needs to happen because it takes a decision. And I believe that you can control your state and you can control your emotions and you control your thoughts. But what takes great strength is when you come to terms with your own vulnerability. And I think one thing that we definitely have in common is this passion to really eliminate the stigma around women playing small and actually having others dim their light. And I definitely try to fit in um, to many social norms and fit into society. And I would just love for you to share a little bit about these labels that you think women put on themselves. I know that you speak about this a lot through your social media, and I'm very interested to hear more about that from you. Yes. So I speak a lot about this on my social media because I've been through this as well. And, um, you know, having model, I mean, Modeling now and having modeled full-time in the past, I've been put into boxes straight off the bat. It is a highly stigmatized environment. And now being with a football player as well, it is also a highly stigmatized environment. So I've been through this um, before I met my partner and now with my partner as well. And I do believe that women, no matter if you're in a stigmatized environment or not, a lot of women are going through this as well. And just by simply 
adhering to these invisible, invisible kind of boxes that someone else has put you in. And so, for example, I don't know, a woman who's uh, a lawyer thinks she has to be dressed this way and cannot be interested in this or that or shouldn't be seen in certain environments because that's what she does. And this is like, and she, this is the company she represents or another woman is um, a stay-at-home mom and there's still, you know, pressure from society saying, how can you be a stay-at-home mom nowadays? You should be out working and women empowerment. And then the ones who actually juggle children and work, those are criticized because apparently, um, you know, and maybe if they can't afford a nanny, they, the nannies spending too much time with their kids or they don't have time oh, it's just for their kids. It's just exhausting, isn't yeah. it? It's just exhausting. When you're exactly. speaking about it, I'm just like, wow, people are projecting their own fears onto everyone else. Yeah. And if everyone else just looked within themselves and looked what they needed to do in order to live out the life that they really desired. Exactly. Oh, Valentina, the world would just be such a different place. <laughs> definitely and see that's what I mean like it is tiring right and as women we often feel like we are I feel like a lot of women uh feel categorized in whatever they do as a job or whatever they're passionate about or the kind of people they see and I think everyone does that kind of because you know we are we kind of like to identify ourselves from the environment we're in and we want to fit in because we're social animals and that's all right but where does it say that you cannot be more than one thing? And where does it say that um, if you're a model, you're not smart enough to have a running business or you cannot be a model and be a, actually a successful life coach at the same time? Or you can be, you know, into different things. And I can love take cooking classes, be, um, you know, passionate about the environment and still be a model and a life coach at the same time. I don't, I don't see why, you know, I cannot be more than one thing. And that lots of people see this as a negative. And uh, there's this thing about having to specialize on one thing and all of these things like in the long term, they kind of made me realize um, that it was kind of like these boxes just it didn't work for me. And I think it shouldn't work for anyone because how can humans who are such intricate beings have just one thing they're focused on and just live by the norms of what that kind of category allows them to be it just doesn't it doesn't work that way for me and I I that's why I speak about it so much because I you know as a young when I was young I had so many nice talents and I was just like no I need to like focus just on this because I am this you know we often mm -hmm. say like I am this and we like identify ourselves with that or people tell us we are this and then it's easier it's the shortcut is to be like okay I'll just do what is expected of me. That's a shortcut because, okay, people mm -hmm. see me this and then I have a nice, coherent, congruent world because the society sees me this way and I am exactly doing what society wants. I'm exactly doing what other people see of me. And that's the perfect picture, but that doesn't exist. And it is a, mm -hmm. it is a shortcut, but in the long term, it will keep you, it's going to, you're going to feel empty because this is, this is why it's so important to like, really connect to your authentic self, understand your passions, understand your talents, and just be more than one thing. I think there's, there's something so empowering about that, uh, especially as a woman, to be able to do more than one thing, um, because we do have that power and we do have the power to, you know, have children, take care of our children and still uh, succeed in whatever direction we want to and other directions uh, we want to in our lives. Definitely. You know, if you could take all these labels and categories off yourself and you were just to describe you, what would that be? 
just describe me, uh, you mean without like saying like model and all that stuff or just, just me as a personality? Yeah, just like, who's Valentina? Like how, how does she see herself? So Valentina is a very passionate, um, determined, um, and strong woman. And now I can say that and I feel good when saying that. Sometimes I was like, no, yes. I shouldn't say strong, but no, I feel good saying that because I know that um, something I love about myself is my resilience. So I would say I'm, I'm a very passionate and determined and strong woman, but I also have, I'm very empathic and I love being around people. And my passion is to give value and help other people and give hope to those people who feel like they cannot be anything or they will never get there to really give them the hope that they can because I've really felt that way and I as I said before I've had days in my bed where I was like I'll be nothing there's nothing gonna be come out of me because I cannot step out of my bed and it's so hard to get out of here so how am I ever gonna achieve all the rest like everything looked like a massive mountain I'll never achieve and that's why I'm so passionate I just want to give people this hope and help and support these people to really find their their true purpose in their life and move towards that direction. And, um, yeah, that's essentially what I am. I have this massive passion, this massive drive to help and to give value to others. And if I can do that, then I'm a happy woman. A hundred percent, you know, contribution is one of the basic needs of humanity. And of course you've got to the point where you really can see your uniqueness and you've got this, you know, courageous energy about you. How would you share with someone who hasn't actually got there yet? Like, how does someone connect to their unique power and find the courage to then share it? Wow. So, yeah, that's a long journey. Um, that's that's something where I would be like, okay, um, first you have to, in my opinion, look for support. I feel like the support I got from coaches the past few years has literally changed my life. And, um, agreed, agreed, agreed over and over. Right. I mean, it's so important because you need that support. You need someone to challenge you. You need someone to listen to you. You need someone that creates a wonderful environment for you to think big. So that's what I love doing with my clients. Give them this wonderful, safe space for them to really have, you know, dream big and put everything out there they truly desire because we're scared of doing that very often. We're scared of telling our friends. We're scared of telling our parents. We're scared to tell ourselves what we truly want. And you need someone to just confront you, speak speak to you, listen to you, and really give you this space. So that's when I would say, first look for support because you first need to work on your values, on your why, on your purpose in life. Like there's thousands of other words, why, purpose, ikigai, whatever you call it, you need yeah, to find you gotta that kind of... Yeah, you got to know what the soul's here for. You yes, know exactly, what right? Here for him. Feed it, feed it, feed it. That's exactly it, right? You need to find your northern star and then follow that. And I feel like a lot of oh, us... Oh, I love that! <laughs> yeah, it's so oh, true though. That. It's so true because like the thing is, we are from a young age put into a system, thrown into a system where we need to follow certain norms, like I said before. And often you study, you go to university, some people who have the chance, other people do not want to study, they go work, whatever it is you want to do, right? You follow kind of what other people have done in that sector, depending on your passion. In my case, it was studying and then so uh, getting my degree and then continuing that and then um, looking for a job. So this was something that, for example, didn't resonate with me. 
my values were not in, in sync with my, the usual ordinary kind of way that maybe psychology students would go. And Valentina, can I just add to that? Because I think it's such yes. an important point, which you've just raised for when someone feels out of alignment, that is literally it. You're doing something yeah. which isn't aligned to your value no. system. And most of the time you're doing it for someone else, for something else to seek approval, yes. to seek the permission from something. And if you are feeling that at all right now, I urge you to go and sit down with a journal and actually ask yourself right now, what is feeling out of alignment and change it right away because you are only going to get to a halt and a hold and you're going to keep hitting this wall and I want you to be able to just climb over the wall. So Valentina, thanks so much for bringing that up because honestly, it, it really struck a chord in me then. Yes, definitely. What you said is so, so important. It's really essential because if you're not aligned, um, you just will be feeling so empty, unhappy, and that's going to lead you to feel, you know, completely, um, you know, tired and drained. And that's when other issues come along. That's when health related issues come along. That's when hormonal imbalances come along and all the rest of that jazz. So I think it's super important to first fill up your cup and understand what you want in your life. Very difficult process, I know, because there's going to be all sorts of noises from all sorts of different sources. That's why I said the first thing is support from a coach. If you cannot, you know, financially now commit to a coach or whatever, I would say, like you just said, you know, sit down with your journal, you start some uh, small spiritual practices for you to connect to your inner, your inner self, your intuition, because that one speaks to you every single day. But what happened is that we forgot to listen to that and not really forgot. We didn't learn to listen to that because we've been told since we're small, happiness comes from the external happiness comes from money, relationships, uh, approval, all these different things. And we forgot to listen to what our intuition has to say. Our intuition speaks to us all the time. We just didn't learn to listen to it. So we need to start unlearning, not learning. We keep on looking for new resources and be like, okay, pros and cons. No, step back a little, unlearn certain things. Find that calm space within you. Find that quiet moment and listen to what your body and what your soul is telling you. And you can do this with, you know, different, different ways of connecting to yourself, but take a time off for yourself and try to listen to yourself. We do, do, do about in, on the daily. We never stop. When we're on our own, we tend to even like eat with our phones. Like try to just be with yourself. I know it's difficult and a lot of people avoid that because they don't want to hear what's inside, but take that right. time. It is crucial. It is, it is it's, it's the most important thing you can do for yourself. And, you know, small, like, practices, meditation, breath work, whatever it is, movement, connecting to nature, gratitude, journaling, try to find like, these are all um, practices that help you connect more to yourself. And you just need to find the right thing for yourself. And I think that's already going to move you a bit closer to your body and allow you not to see it as an enemy, but to see it as like a true gift. And it's going to help you to find your right path in, in, in your life. And sometimes it's been in front of us all along the way, but we just didn't want to see it. So we need to remove all the clutter from the outside world and align to that space within. 
Yeah, let's speak about that more. Let's speak about the relationship actually with ourselves because you brought up an amazing point. You said that, you know, basically people put distractions around them because they don't want to face what actually is going on inside. And I want to let you know that this is a continuous journey. You know, that's why the personal development journey is called a journey because it never stops. And I really believe that you know, in every single challenge, there is growth. And within that growth lies the success. So, you know, throughout my journey, I realized that by me working on myself was the best thing that I could have done for any relationship around me. And a part of this was setting boundaries on what I was going to accept and what I wasn't going to accept and what felt good to me and what didn't. And I stood in that power. I didn't fight. I just took a stand for it. And Valentina, I know that you definitely have experienced moments like this as well. So can you share with me your experience around really developing that relationship with yourself um, and also like maybe a couple of things that others can even start to put into place, um, which will also strengthen their relationship with themselves as well. Yes, definitely. I agree. I mean, it all starts within, it all starts on the work we do on ourselves because by, you know, working on yourself, you start, you, you learn about what you like, what you don't like, you learn to set boundaries. And so obviously automatically what you do is you attract the right people, right? Mm -hmm. And the ones that who no longer serve you or the ones who are negative all the time, they automatically disappear from your life, or at least the, the connection that spark just melts away. So I feel like it is super, it is really, really crucial because if you know who you are, if you know what builds you up, if you know what feeds you, what makes you feel great, then you automatically go for those kinds of people who are going to also give you that right, right energy. So definitely one thing is um, working on yourself is, as I said before, is finding your purpose. If you don't know that, if you live a life that's, like we said, is not aligned, then definitely like you're not going to be, a, you're not aligned, right? So you're not attracting the right people. You're probably not doing the right thing for yourself. You're probably not having, you're not, you didn't, didn't take the right decisions. You're not in the right job. And most probably the people around you are not the people you want to be around. Maybe yes, maybe no. But most likely if you're, you're not aligned, you're not attracting the right people. Second of all, a good self-love practice and working hard on loving yourself, on appreciating yourself, working on your body image as women. I think it is such an important thing. And so many women struggle with this. I've struggled with it in the past. And if you do not love yourself, you don't feel worthy. You're never going to attract a person who loves and respects you too, because you are going to just, you're going to be okay with someone mistreating you, with someone disrespecting you, because you don't, you don't really have that sense of self-worth anyway. You don't think you're worthy of having a wonderful, abundant and loving relationship. So that's definitely one thing that I think is important to work on is how do you see yourself? Um, do you, how do you speak to yourself? Do you speak to yourself on the daily, just negative stuff? And I'm shit at this. I'm awful. I don't, I don't look good. I'll never have a great relationship. I'll never get that job. Well, then it's time to shift that mindset and create new mm-hmm. neurological pathways in your brain for that to happen so that you can then attract the right people. And then, yes, you're the result of the five people you spend the most time with. So I think it is super important also to like make a conscious effort to understand who am I spending most time with lately? Like, who am mm-hmm. I always reaching out to? How is this person making me feel? Is this person making me feel empowered, positive, happy, energetic, or is this person actually draining? Is it a very negative person? Is it a person who's not 
reflecting the same, you don't have to have the exact same values, but at least the person has to make you feel good and has to, you know, be there for you, but also has to have a similar drive in their life. If it's someone who has no spark and no passion for life, then what are you doing? Have a little think about that. 100%. And something that you spoke about was who are you engaging with? You know, are you engaging in negative conversations? And sometimes, you know, it can get really easy to be wrapped up into that. And what I want everyone to start doing is when they start to communicate and they start to surround themselves with certain people, just check in with yourself. Like ask yourself, how are you feeling in this moment? Do I feel negative? Do I feel positive? Do I feel wary? Do I feel judgmental? Do I feel, um, you know, this is something that, we as women really need to take a stand for and no longer engage in conversations that are not serving ourselves and not serving others. And I want you to know that if you do catch yourself in a conversation speaking about someone else, I want you to look within and we all do it. I want you to look within. I want you to look within yourself and I want you to ask yourself, where is this person? Who is this person? And what I'm speaking about right now, like where is this reflecting in my life and where am I actually showing up as this person? Because your perspective is literally just your projection. So start to really feel into that. And again, what Valentina was saying about the self-talk, like make sure every single day you're feeling, you know, your most confident self and that takes work. And I'll tell you my little secret, like girl just puts on a good set of underwear. Like No matter what, that makes me feel so confident. Like it starts, you know, it starts with within um, and I, and I do that. So if you guys want to take a little um, trip to your closest lingerie shop, I would love for you to send me a direct message so I can find out what you wear and you are getting confident. Valentina, where can my incredible audience find you and learn more about you? So they can easily find me on Instagram where I love to receive DMs and most likely will reply with a voice note (laughs) because I love them. And yes, so they can find me under Valentina underscore Marzola on my Instagram or on my website, www.valentinamarzola.com, where they can definitely send me a little message in the contact box. And I'm always, always happy to chat with anyone, even if it's just a little chat, sharing about experiences, talking about nice things. I just love speaking to my audience. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Make sure you please go and give Valentina some love and go into her direct messages and share your biggest takeaway from this podcast, because I know that I for sure got some. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more, and I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. I want to know what you enjoyed, what your biggest takeaways were. And of course, if there's anything specific that you want me to speak about on the show, then go ahead and request it below. To say thank you for leaving me a review, I will send you a copy of my Goal Digger Planner. It covers everything from setting your 90-day goals and breaking it down into monthly, weekly, and daily action steps. If you want a copy, go ahead, screenshot your review and direct message me the picture on Instagram at Isabella Levy and I will get it right over to you.